Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. This is our brand performance podcast. And today our performance conversation is with our special guest, Nancy Gans. Now, who is Nancy Gans? She is the founder and the author of Feel Good Fables. And we're going to dig into why did she write this book? Who did she write it for? We're going to talk about diversity, parenting, business, confidence, all these big, beautiful things. Because in Feel Good Fables, each story teaches a key lesson. It's really empowering children to become more decisive, confident, and how to navigate through complex emotions and develop a resilient mindset to overcome challenges and obstacles. Now, Nancy jumped into this project with her daughter, Sarah. So they are both the co-founder and creative directors, and it is the brainchild of this mother-daughter team that we hope to bring, you know, a little bit of light to children throughout the United States. You know, in addition to this project, they're also donating books from this collection to Title I schools and after-school programs and communities in need. So Nancy, thank you for being with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's such a joy to be with you this morning. Oh, this is just so beautiful. And I, and I love our conversations. You know, you're an internationally certified executive and parenting coach. So, you know, you've been trained through the Harvard trained mediator and negotiator. You've written a book previous called Finding Peace at the Center of the Storm, which was a number one release on Amazon. And so let's just kind of step in. You've got some beautiful gifts that you can take us to. So how would you like to uh, tell our listeners where you began with this whole story of writing these feel-good fables? A lot of the inspiration really started when my kids were young. And they would do something or say something, and I'd be like, oops. And I knew that if I just said, don't do this, or you should be thinking that, their eyes would probably roll, and I'd probably make no headway in adjusting the behavior. So I would make up stories that I would tell them at night, and they would always be animals or insects or something that would be totally unrelated to Sarah, Aaron, <laughs> so they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't think I was really directing it to them but I would come up with a story that would help them to put themselves into that whole concept and idea and then choose to shift their own behavior. Because as you know, adults don't even want to be told what to do. But if you can see through storytelling, through imagery, then in a way that you step in and you make the shift and adjustment, then it actually shifts you from inside quickly. And that was the initial inspiration, but they just kind of sat there. And then eventually I decided to put them into books and stories. And as you said, my daughter, who was my silver lining here in terms of COVID and before, actually stepped in to help realize these into actual books. And the first one, which is Tina Searches for Her Dream, is launching on March 3rd. And she teaches many lessons. You were touching on a lot of those in the intro. And it, would, it teaches resilience, how everyone is actually gifted. I don't even like that term like in school, like a gifted child and not, because I really believe everyone comes to this earth with gifts. And the question is, what are those? And more importantly, importantly find them. 
So in Tina's searches for her dream, it has to do with her finding her gift, having the courage to really go for it in life without letting the fear of judgment or doubt or insecurity or any of those things get in the way and stop you. That sometimes we have to let go of what we think will make us happy in order to realize our dreams. And that when our purpose and passion are aligned, that's when we find ourselves in the flow, infused with joy. Oh, that's so rich, Nancy. And I love that you're pulling out, you know, that they have a gift. You know, at what point in your experience um, do children start to witness or or understand that they even have a gift or that they're wired uniquely and differently? Give us some insight and then, you know, how to tie the courage to that gift. That's such a beautiful question. And that's one of the jobs of a parent is to really pay attention because kids actually start showing their gifts pretty early. I mean, I really believe that it's imperative that you let your kids try and try, try as much as they can until about age nine. And that's when you'll really see what are they truly excelling at and what is, what is bringing them joy? What comes naturally? I always kid that, you know, people say, oh, but this is easy. That's your sign. That's your signal that it's a talent. It's a gift when you think it's easy, because if you put the effort in, you really can become competent at basically anything, but it's what you feel really charging forward with and really feeling that enthusiasm for that tells you it's a gift and what feels easy. So child and a baby might start showing very early and you can pay attention to that and be focused on that as they're trying things and then be ready to help them really move into those. You know, at the same time, it's not that I think people should run away from the things that they're not feeling strong in, because if you if you run away from those and you can go forward with some insecurity. So back and fill those but put your focus on what you're great at. Put your focus on what you're good at. And then it's going to drive more self-confidence and more verve in your life. You know, and I love that you state that it empowers children to become more decisive, right? I mean, I remember yes. when our two boys were growing up, the youngest was like, you'd stop at McDonald's, for example, and he could never make a decision what he wanted. So he'll just take, I'll just have whatever my big brother's having, right? And it's, that is a blessing and a curse, you know, but um, like, how do we, how can we help our children be more decisive and navigate through these complex emotions that you have so beautifully unearthed for our children today? I think you just put your finger on the bullseye. It's that becoming a decisive decision maker and you can start very young. I mean, super young by giving them choices that really don't matter to you at all as adults. We just tend to make the decisions, grab and go, and because it's easy, right? But we, do we really care if they wear the purple shirt or the green shirt or the red shirt? We don't. So before we grab what they're going to wear, ask, do you, do you want this shirt or that shirt? They'll pick. Yeah. Do you want this cereal or that cereal? They'll pick. Make sure it's, I believe in open-ended questions, but when it comes to training, decisiveness, and little ones, always make it two choices. Do you want, if, if you aren't vegan, then... Do you want your eggs scrambled or over easy? You make the original choice, but let them step in and make the smaller choices. When my kids were really super young, they they loved animal crackers and they're the same cracker, but they look really different. So I would actually hold them at a distance and say, oh, do you want the bear or do you want the monkey? And they would literally look from side to side to side until (laughs) they picked. But so to them, it was a big decision. And like with your son, that's a big decision. But if they get trained early, then they feel comfortable 
and confident in making the choices. I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of adults and I've, I've worked with a lot of adults who really suffer from, from horrible indecision. I mean, yeah. to the point where the, some people are even afraid to go out because they can't decide what they're going to wear. And that there's so much anxiety about every decision because they're sh- so sure they're going to make, quote, the mistake. And then it's going to be, you know, life altering. Absolutely. And, yes. Yeah. So when it comes to that, so much of it has to do with how we've structured our identity. It's how have we allowed ourselves to identify our wins and what have we decided to pin our identity on? And if, the, if your identity is tied into just getting that blue ribbon, winning that race, winning the election, then what happens to everyone else who isn't? What happens to you when you don't get that? Everything crumbles. So I think part of it is also celebrating every process win. Like For example, your podcast and, and your upcoming book, I'm so excited to get your book. It takes courage. It takes a lot of courage to put your hat in the ring and say, I'm going to do this. People need to give themselves a pat on the back when they've done that big step. Mm -hmm. And then the next step in everything you do, like when my kids would be ready to take an exam and I'd I'd see that look in their eyes, I would make sure that they studied the best they could. And then I would always say to them, I know you're prepared and I know you want to test equal to your preparedness. And I hope that you do. But what matters to me is that you're ready. And then I would see them just relax because I was proud of them for studying, preparing, and getting ready. But that last step, that last win, often is a little out of our control or in in taking a test or giving a speech or anything. Maybe you would have done better yesterday or better tomorrow. But as long as you show up and do the best you could that day, that's another win. So again, it's counting up all of our wins. And I actually suggest that people do that as a nightly exercise, especially today. You know, entrepreneurs in particular wake up every day with lists and all these ideas of what they want to get done in the day. And then life just crashes in and so much doesn't get done. But if you can then, rather than focusing on, oh my gosh, I didn't get this done, focus on what did I accomplish? What did I do? Just count up your wins and put the others for the next day. And that comes to parenting, your business, and for yourself. Right. Yeah. And those wins can be the silver lining, right? Those are the things that keep, you know, keep the fire in our bellies and keep getting us motivated and getting out of bed to achieve even more. And you're absolutely right. And teaching others, you know, how to value the win by what, you know, what's going well, what's feeling good. It doesn't have to always be the monumental win, but it's like, what felt good today? And I think that just opens up a lot of things. So here I want to unpack the messaging around this diversity that you share in Tina searches for her dream. I mean, you've come out and you've created a variance of diversity. Can you describe what that is, Nancy? I don't want to give it away, but I want you to. And, um, you know, and, and why did you choose, choose that topic of diversity? Well, Sarah, it's very important to us, Sarah, and to me and, and to so many people in the world that the children be able to see themselves reflected in the books that they read. There's, only, there's a fraction of books still today that show any diversity. So Tina has diverse characters all throughout. But then it was also really important to us that kids be able to see themselves as the lead. You know, I always believe you're the executive of your own, of your own life. Take the lead. So it's really helpful if kids can see themselves as the lead. So as you were saying, we decided to come out with three versions of Tina. So you can choose Tina with the lightest skin tone, medium skin tone, or deepest skin tone. And then the interior of the book is basically the same, but you can choose. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
And I do, I, I do believe, you know, how you've enhanced the diversity by seeing themselves, you know, not only the, the color that they can relate to, but the character within that space as well. And, you know, so you've created these feel good fables, right? And so you start with Tina searches for her dream. Um, what other um, books are you releasing in this space? Just to kind of give us a little bit of incentive to, uh, to build this whole complete package of fables. Thank you for asking. Over the next three years, we plan to release 12. And as you said, each one teaches a different life lesson or helps kids to navigate through a different challenging emotion. Because kids are little, but their emotions are huge. And you have that added layer of almost everything they're confronting is brand new. Mm. So we have a lot of experience as adults as to how we've managed situations in the past. But these kids are getting confronted every day. And then those emotions kind of rage and spill over and they don't know what to do with them. So if you can preempt it with stories that help them to deal with, you know, grief and bullying and, you know, the issue of sharing and so many other issues that, that they confront, isolation, grief, then they have they're better equipped. You know, they're in our boat. We have our hands on the wheel. And so all the responsibility and all the pressure that adults feel, sometimes one can forget that the child's still in that boat. They're feeling buffeted by all the winds and everything that's happening. But again, they don't know how to handle it. They don't have the benefit of being able to take control and move forward. But having that ability to step into a story, which to kids is like a movie, they put themselves in and their imagination plays like a movie where they're inside of it. So they learn and they're better equipped to adapt and to roll through life because, you know, whether you said I was an executive and parenting coach and, and in both situations, we really want our kids and we want the people who report to us to have the, the confidence and the capacity and the courage to put their hands on the wheel and to have their feet on the accelerator. And that's what we want our kids to have when they're adult. And that's one of the best ways to help them get there. You know, and I love the, the fact that you're stating that, you know, 12 books with a 36-month goal of release. Now, I think one of the greatest things too, when, when our boys were younger, you know, during quiet time, providing them with a, a tool or resource like this on their terms that they can look at it and they can read it and then they can start to interact with questions. I think as a parent, that kind of helps us understand, you know, where their headset is at with, you know, with the problem that they're facing. And when they can kind of come to it on their own accord, it again, it builds their confidence. And then to have that beautiful conversation, you know, with parent and child and overcoming that obstacle, I think is just such a beautiful gift that you're providing parents today. Okay, so we are kind of coming into the close of this. You know, Nancy, how have you tied your business experience and your parenting experience, obviously, to being this published author? I mean, give us some insight or tips around you know, the business today that we have all faced and some of the challenges? Well, I stepped into this completely as a novice. And that's another challenge that adults face. You know, kids, again, are facing things new all the time. They're a constant novice. And then when we're adults, sometimes we think, oh, I need to be the expert. I need to know what I'm doing before I take a step. And that creates a hurdle. It creates a barrier. So one of the biggest things was when I was feeling that, it was Okay, Nancy, take your own advice. <laughs> Leap into life. Just take the step, do the research, start learning and go for it. Because life is a journey if we get ourselves into the boat. And mm -hmm. if we just stay on the sidelines, eventually, and I hate to stay way out there, hopefully way out there eventually, 
when life ends, before that time, I've seen too many people feel like, oh my gosh, all their fear fades away right then. And then they look back thinking, what would I have done if I hadn't let all this fear get in my way? We cannot avoid fear and we don't even need to avoid fear or any of the other emotions. I see emotions as the whole color wheel. So we want to feel them all. We just don't want to stew in them. We want to take charge and go forward. And that is one last thing. I think a lot of the parenting right now, personally, I think there's too much focus on all the feelings. You definitely don't want to suppress feelings. You want the feelings to flow. But then as parents, we want to help that child get into that frontal cortex, get into that problem-solving mindset, because it's really not until around age 20 that that part of the brain is fully developed. So if we can just help guide and nurture and empower our kids to help make these decisions, or as you said earlier, be decisive decision makers. So that's kind of the, the approach I took with business and with this new venture. I absolutely love it. Okay. And Nancy, both you and Sarah really put a core focus of giving back, right? It is your desire to donate books throughout this entire collection to these Title I schools and these after-school programs and communities in need. Can you give us a little bit more knowledge on that space so we can help support that? Oh, that'd be so wonderful. Yes. Through the support of individuals and corporations, they can go on the website, which is feelgoodfables.com. And with the support, we do want to get these brand new hard copy books. I mean, people who are donating use books. God bless you. The more books that get into children's hands, the better. Literature is so important for a child's development. But we wanted to have these brand new books, like crisply open, handed right to these kids, and then over time, build a relationship so that each one of these kids can end up with the full library. That's uh, just... uh Again, just brilliant. And, you know, even with schools today and the support, I mean, these tools in the classrooms and these resources within the community are just so poignant. So Nancy, just kudos to you and and Sarah for creating such a beautiful thing. Now, is there social media? How can we connect with you? It's at Feel Good Fables. And then I have another Instagram, which is at Nancy J. Gans, in addition to the website. Mm, Beautiful. And it's Gans, G-A-N-Z. And it's Nancy and her daughter, Sarah Gann. So, so this is just such a great conversation, Nancy. Thank you so much for your time and your insight. Oh, thank you. So to learn more about Nancy Gans and the Feel Good Fables, you can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can add Nancy to your circle of influence, connect to her different resources, and purchase her book. So thank you again for joining us today. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page. This is where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. 